Greetings, witch hunter. It's I, the demon Baldor. I've come to slay you. Gonna have a hard time doing that. With my gun. Wait, you've got a gun? Yeah, I'm from the future, you dumbass. Why would I bring a gun? But you got like a tiny little sword there? I mean, it's a magical sword. What kind of magic does it do? It is enchanted with the blood of a thousand virgins. It's called... Lady Slayer! Yeah, see, that's by magic. Works pretty good, right? And he's dead. And this gets over because apparently people don't like these. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pitching Tents. With us, Sean Lemmy. John Otney. Paul Westman. <laughs> great, great job. You go last. You're the guest. You don't deserve third place. Well, I gave like a symbol to Paul. Like I, I don't was, know what that means. Put your, like, I know. It's like a I, flat level. It doesn't mean anything. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, what was the symbol? I thought you were cueing me to go. It was like my hand. Like, like imagine if you're high-fiving, but it's going down. <laughs> I thought that was my cue to go. Like, I'm going to give him a low five. That was my... That was, that was bad. I, should, I, I, I probably should have just done nothing. Yeah. You probably would have figured it out. <laughs> you know, like any kind of signal would make him want to say something. Yeah. But Paul's here and Colin's here. And it's getting close to Halloween. Like, it's not... Not, not quite here yet. Got, still got a little bit. A week and a half. Uh, well, I don't know if we actually want to talk about when we're recording this, because God knows when this will actually be put on the internet. Um, but I've got some news guys at work. Um, my boss recommended that I be the like team leader for our quadrant of the office in our Halloween spirit competition this year. <laughs> There's a spider on the wall. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Just some spooky Hold stuff. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I can kill it. I don't care. Okay. Don't, don't kill it. It's a spider. It's on your side. It's getting away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Things are getting out of control. Okay, I killed it. Are you sure? I killed it. The spider is presumably uh, dead. Anyways, on that train of thought, you should probably bring in a bag of spiders to work, Sean. That'll get everybody in the That'll school. get everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Attention, all co-workers. <laughs> I have snuck in very early and let loose a bag of spiders. Happy Halloween. <laughs> What's he dressed as, just so I can tie this all together? Um. Oh, jeez. What about just like know. a giant M&M. spider? <laughs> like he's got a bunch of legs hanging off of his back, and he's got like a big I like, pus gun. I like an M&M. You'd expect the guy dresses as an M&M to bring a bag of spiders to work. Well, yeah, he's got like all these jars of spiders like in his M&M costume with him. 
Like retra- he retracts his arms and then he comes out with spiders. So my Eminem costume is just to hide the fact that I'm covered in spider bags. The perfect disguise. Sounds good to me. So this is Pitching Tense, where we pitch movies. The topic this week is scary, scary movies. Yeah, really scary. It's not spider movies. Could be all the spider movies. Does anyone have a spider movie? I'll take that as a no. (laughs) I don't have one yet. Do you have a pitch yet? Yeah, think about that. I don't want to go first because right. I always go first. And I I'll, feel like if you first. go first, go you first. automatically lose because no one remembers. <laughs> it's not always true. Um, we've definitely won before. Nancy won when he did a Biggest Loser uh, idea. That was the reverse of Biggest first. Loser. <laughs> biggest Gainer. Biggest Winner, I think it's what it's called. <laughs> That's pretty good. So here's my biggest... Was that a horror movie? It was like TV shows. Uh, I guess to some people it might be a horror (laughs) movie. (laughs) To see someone abuse their body in such a way. Anyways, so I'll go first. I like to think my horror movie is somewhat relevant because it has to do with politics. In fact, the beginning of the film is the new president being sworn in, and his name is Ronald Triumph. (laughs) Ah, and if you haven't guessed by that name, he's basically Donald Trump. He looks exactly like Donald Trump. He talks exactly like Donald Trump. And I'm thinking he's Alec Baldwin in a Donald Trump wig or something to that extent. Anyways, he's being sworn in. And then there's like a sound from the crowd. There's a groan. They look out and there's zombies everywhere. But they're not just any zombies. They're all the former presidents. You see, they're so pissed that this guy, who's not a real politician, is president, that they're coming after him and they're going to destroy all of America. So Ronald Triumph gets into his helicopter. they got to get back to the White House. This is where we meet his family, too, in the helicopter. I'm thinking he has, like, a, a joyzy wife. Probably like Marissa Tomei. He's got, like, a son who's just like him, who... I know I bring this up a lot, but I always like it. I'm thinking maybe just be Alec Baldwin shrunken down with Benjamin Button technology. So he also plays his young son, who's like a mini version of him. He doesn't have a lot of screen time, though, because it's too expensive. <laughs> and then he's got his other son or daughter, um, who's like... In this one case, I want you to give me a story reason. Don't just say it's too expensive. A, a story reason why he's not in it? It's not really about him. It's just a funny like little gag. I want to establish that he's a family and that he has one kid that's like him and one kid that's not like him. Okay. Because his other kid um, is like gay and liberal and he doesn't like them and he gets so mad during the helicopter ride for some reason that he kicks them out. This is important later. It, it is a little mean to kick someone out of a helicopter. That's a little mean to kill someone. <laughs> They're not dead. They'll be back. Is it not that high off the ground or something? <laughs> not, like they're not just yet, lifting just a into bit. the air and he's like, I'm, I'm going to do this. Yeah. It's one of those helicopters with it's a slide. Like, <laughs> I've never seen one of those, but that's what it, it is. Exist. Helicopter with a slide? <laughs> like for an emergency, like you're going to crash, so you have like an inflatable slide that comes out? <laughs> Make your last few moments pleasurable? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so they're on their way to the White House, and while they're doing that, 
there's like a team of Secret Service guys being trained because they're like, you know, it's code whatever red. We gotta, I gotta explain the procedures. And like the main like Secret Service team. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum might be one of the guys, but the main Secret Service dude is like Nick Nolte because <laughs> he's been doing it for so long. So he's just imagine Nick Nolte just kind of poured into a suit, be like, all right, pouring out of a suit. This <laughs> is like it. America's under attack. You gotta protect your president. I just imagine like and his suit's like all untucked, like he's got some of it hanging out, and like the ties like not all the way straight. He's eating on Lunchables. Got some whiskey. Because <laughs> that that's the kind of guys they let Secret okay. Service. I don't think they let Secret Service guys stay on though. I mean, he just got either. grandfathered yeah. in. He's got tenure. So he gets. <laughs> so um. But he's mostly talking to like his main dude, his 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 head honcho, his best agent. It's like, I'm trusting you like more than anyone else. Like he's putting a lot of emphasis on this character. This character is gonna be the one secret service dude we're gonna follow. And in pure White House down fashion, I want him to be named after a member of the Velvet Underground. So his name's Lou Reed. <laughs> and not Sterling. But he's Morrison. like. He... <laughs> uh, would you prefer Sterling Morrison? <laughs> I gotta do. <laughs> okay, so Sterling Morrison. Is this young uh, Secret Service agent, and he's like, he's actually kind of like liberal and actually hates Ronald Triumph, but he's like, I gotta do my job. I'm a Secret Service dude. Who do you want to see in this young, smart, action-oriented role? I don't think we can do Channing Tatum because isn't he actually in White House Down? Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. And this isn't necessarily a White House Down type thing. It's going it's kind of further. <laughs> How about Anne Hathaway? Okay. That's kind of an interesting... I wasn't expecting that, so that's good. Anne Hathaway. So, Ronald's Triumph. It's really hard to keep saying that. That name is really... Does not roll Ron T. Ron Triumph. Ron. Ronnie. Ron Tron. Ron Ron Tron. (laughs) That's what everyone calls him, like, his nickname. You know, like how people call it. Called George W. Bush W. Mm -hmm. Ron Tron's at it again. Um, He shows up to the White House... And it's immediately under attack. You know, zombie Lincoln, zombie James Madison. They're all what about current place. living presidents? Have they just become zombies too? I mean, they're not dead, so I don't think no. so. And, oh, something I forgot to explain. Uh, Nick Nolte gives Anne Hathaway, or Sterling Morrison, <laughs> uh, like this secret like. I guess you card. could change it like, to Reed Tucker. Then. <laughs> no, I like Sterling Morrison. Sterling, I, I feel like, can be gender neutral. Name. Gives Sterling this uh, key card saying, "I'm trusting you, with, you know, with this most. If you and the president are, are alone together and get like stuck somewhere, this will bail you out. Just go to room some number two twenty one. It's a special key card down. You know, what's what's the one that from that John Cusack to. movie? Fourteen oh eight. Just use that one. <laughs> okay, it's room fourteen oh eight, like the movie. That's how he says he can remember where it is. Because the card is just blank, so you have to remember that. Remember, room 1408, because it's made by the same studio that did 1408. <laughs> and when you get the DVD and Blu-ray, it has a commercial 1408 selling you to rent it. Okay. <laughs> Backdoor advertising. So, as you can um, assume, Ronald Triumph and Sterling Morrison are going to get, like, stranded away from the rest of the group. 
you know, fighting off zombies, and it's like, oh, well, we gotta go to room fourteen oh eight. I hope so, they say this a lot. <laughs> yeah, they say it a lot, and they they uh, they get to it, and then they find that it's like this underground laboratory. Is it a like velvet the hive underground Resident laboratory? Evil? <laughs> it's called it's called the Velvet Underground, <laughs> and you find out like this is where like all these conspiracies and like all these like like scientific experiments have been happening for years and years and years maybe this has something to do with where how the zombies were made i haven't decided that yet i don't really have that part fleshed out what's down in the velvet underground <laughs> i have the ending of the movie but i don't know what's down there what kind of stuff what kind of shit would you guys like to see down like happen down there obviously there's got to be a room with lasers like in resident evil big space ufo I mean, if it's a That'd government, I feel like it's got to be trying to create super soldiers, and it goes awry. But maybe that's a little predictable. Ooh. No, no, no. Do you think one of uh, some? Of the, obviously, some of the presidents got to get down there to keep it interesting. Do you think one of the presidents, like totally Jason X style, gets an upgrade? <laughs> yes. Which zombie president would you like to see become a cyborg? Andrew Jackson's pretty funny. <laughs> Why is it he's crazy? He's our craziest president. Like shooting people, crazy hair. Okay, so Andrew Jackson. You gotta make some joke about how he's on the twenty too, because people don't know enough about Andrew Jackson. You gotta throw the, you gotta give him the easy stuff. I don't know what that could possibly be. I mean, obviously, Ronald Trump's really rich. He's got a lot of, probably got a lot of 20s. <laughs> There's like a joke in there somewhere, but I have literally no idea how to get to that joke. Uh, but yeah, there's got to be, he has got to upgrade and Andrew Jack's Tron laser room. And it'd be really funny if Ronald Triumph, like if the laser hits his hair and it like bounces off. Because oh, yeah. it's like, he's got like helmet hair. And... Okay, I think I think I remember uh, where how I get to the end. Basically, I'm thinking um, they have to like he's trying to pass a law while he's down there, like give him orders to drop a nuke on Washington D.C. And the way, but it's like that's like well, you'll die, Mr. President. It's like not if I'm down in the Velvet Underground. I'll, I'll send Sterling up to do it, and I'll be down here and safe. So he's trying to like. Like get a, like a law to pass, but like oh, it's gonna take twenty four hours. Is it a law to drop a bomb? <laughs> <laughs> what law is this? You make it up for the movie, but like, but like the like the law wouldn't just apply to this. I mean, okay, maybe there's no law, but it, it for whatever reason it takes them twenty four hours to drop a bomb on the White House. If uh, a Congress hearing, or the White House has like a self destruct sequence, but it takes like twenty four hours. Is that, is that better? Sure. Do you guys like that? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You're, okay, that's good enough. Gives it a ticket so he's got time down there to like fight, but once the the bomb or the self-destruct thing is going to happen, like he's going to be safe because he's going to be down in the Velvet Underground. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they should find like a lab too, and they should run into a crazy scientist. Who would make a great crazy scientist? Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. He's been there. He's been down there all these years. Like he has <laughs> no idea what's scientist. going 
He should be. He should have like tried some of the serums on himself too. Like, oh yeah. What do you think mutations he has going on? <laughs> like a tentacle <laughs> hand. <laughs> That's good. Um, it's like octopuses can squish them down into the cells into small spaces, but I only got my arm. <laughs> You're gonna say one, Paul? Uh, no. Can you beat tentacle arm? Maybe hoofs for feet. Trying to make like the, the, the is, he the, is he a monster? He's a chimera, like a, apparently. He's like a mishmash. You know, he's down there so long that he gets bored and he doesn't have like people to try it on all the time. So he just like injects himself with various needles. How many has beautiful, delicate angel wings? <laughs> There's got to be like a scene where like um, Ronald Triumph is just surrounded by zombies and he lifts them out like his archangel. <laughs> He scoops it up in his tentacles <laughs> and flies away. But somehow, I don't know how it happens, I want him to inject Ronald Triumph with a serum that gives him Matrix powers. Oh, so he can jack, jack onto the net. <laughs> so he can what? <laughs> no, jack onto jack the net. Do you want to explain that a little bit? <laughs> you know, you like, you know, plug yourself in and jack onto the net. I don't think that's what John meant by Matrix like, Power. I don't think he wanted to go into the Matrix. He just, oh, okay. like, I just uh, for like a while, I kept wanting to say. <laughs> Ever since we were talking about Andrew Jackson, like transforming, I kept thinking like the phrase like he's jacking on. And I just, I guess, I just had maybe, that on my mind. Maybe to beat Andrew Jackson, he has to jack onto the he net. Has to jack okay. onto the net. Because he's like more towards the end, like he's super powerful. They can't just take him down with any other super weapons. I guess he is a cyborg. So he has to beat him in cyberspace. Yes, he, he has to ascend. He like hacks into like his his like <coughs> computer database, but it doesn't make any sense because it's just like a weird Tron world. <laughs> There's also an Andrew Jackson in there. It's like little robots. That animals. part's all like CG. Like like it's like you remember guys remember that Johnny Quest cartoon? Yeah, I mean, oh, like, yeah. the new adventure. It's like that. <coughs> yeah, where they're like all CG when they're inside. It like looks like that. Actually, no, it looks more like Lawnmower Man when they're inside the net. Yeah. Because it's retro. Because the, the Jacktron was built like around the time of Lawnmower Man. Steve Buscemi always quotes it and was really into it. it inspired him to become a scientist. A cyber Christ. <laughs> cyber Christ. <laughs> that should be his name. Like James Cyber Christ. Actually, that's not a very good character name. He, his name can be um, uh, Lou Reed. <laughs> Dr. Reed. Dr. Reed, yeah. So yeah, that'll be like their main like threat down there, aside from the zombies, is the, the Andrew Jackson thing. And then I'm thinking about like how it gets towards <coughs> the end is like... Um, they find like... One I, one of them has to, for some reason I'm thinking has to go be in the Oval Office to push a button for the self destruct unit to like happen. I know I said it has a countdown, but for some reason I want it to be like they thought they could be safe underground, but they realize they have to go up in order to activate mm -hmm. it. So I think that's what I was thinking when I was saying, oh Sterling Morrison's gonna have to go up there. Is like oh, well like so he can be safe. They have to go into the Oval Office, blow up blow up the White House. But there's gotta be something <coughs> near the end of the movie that like makes Ronald Triumph change his mind and be like, I'm the president, I'm going to push the button. And like, right before he's going to do it, I want the helicopter to show up and it's going to like, have like, his daughter, I guess, that he kicked out. 
As he, but he's got to have some moment before that that makes him like change his mind. Like she's the one that comes to rescue him, is what I mean in the helicopter. Here's what it is: they're like looking out the door, out the window, and they see a zombie that they don't recognize. They're like, "Oh my god, are are they turning regular people into zombies? Is this just a full-on zombie apocalypse?" And then Sterling's like, "No, that's Franklin Pierce, the most forgettable president of all time." He didn't do anything good with his presidency. And this, like, really speaks to Trump. He's like, I can't just be the next Franklin Pierce. I've got to do something. I'm the president, damn it. Yeah, because, like, what's more noble than, like, sacrificing yourself to stop the zombies, even though the zombies exist because he became president? <laughs> but, but, like, but even while he's sacrificing, like, if he presses the detonator or whatever it is that he has to go up for, he has to be like... While it's happening, he has to be like fanning out twenties everywhere. Just, <laughs> just all about all about those twenties, like to all the zombies that are yeah. approaching him. And I also wanted to make like some joke that when his daughter shows up, it's like, "Yo, you could have kicked me out this time, but I'm already out." Because like he would have gotten to the helicopter. This this doesn't really make any sense now that he kicked that character out of the helicopter. That was a bad move. <laughs> I just wanted it to be like. He kicked her out, but she came back to rescue him anyways. It's funny that it introduced her out of the helicopter. Yeah, it's funny that it introduced his whole family, and they're like not in it very much. There's probably some like cutaways to them, but they're not doing anything. Like in World War Z, how like Brad Pitt's family's just on a boat for the whole movie. Yeah, they're like that. They're just like on a boat. Boat family. They get put on a boat, and little Alec Baldwin, Ronald Triumph Jr., is cracking some jokes. So we keep cutting to this boat. Yeah, to see if they're going to be okay, but you know they're not going to be okay. You know they're going to be fine. There's nothing. Zombies aren't going to get to see. Oh, but then they totally do die at the end, right? Um, that'd like, be pretty sad. Helicopter comes back to the boat. Everyone on the boat is zombie. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, so let's get there. Um, so Ronald Triumph in the Oval Office, fanning out 20s, his final moments. He's back to press the button. He's got to say, "You're f- I'm, like, I'm fired. <laughs> Or like you're fired, and he points to all the zombies, and then pushes the button, blows his shit up. Sterling Morrison gets away in the helicopter, but then she like gets to the the boat, and then at, that's like the twist, like oh, the twist ending, just like the shocker ending, where she gets the boat, and everyone on the boat is a zombie, so they can do a sequel. Yeah, that's like Speed Two Cruise Control, <laughs> both zombies, because that's that's all anyone ever wanted. So I'm digging most of this, John. But yeah. I feel like we need, if this is really going to be the biting political satire it deserves to be, we need to add in a subplot, another subplot, with a, with a totally ineffective House of Representatives and Senate trying to lead the nation in this time of crisis and totally fucking things up. That's why I originally wanted to have that, like, he had to pass some, like, law or, like, some order, but that didn't end up making any sense. So I guess you can just cut to them panicking. Um, I don't know who plays all those. Who plays all those people? <laughs> all those people. We just need a speaker of the house, really. Okay, would be a a really someone who could really like uh, embody incompetence. Maybe somebody really clumsy or bad with words. <laughs> Who's the A-list French steward? 
does that not exist? I don't think that exists. I'm going to go with Colin Firth. <laughs> is he speaking a British accent? As a congressman? He Probably sh- not. He should be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that just why nobody trusts him? Because he's like, he's I'm British. British. <laughs> it's because he's one of those people who got like hit on the head and then thinks they're British. You ever hear about yeah. something like that? Or, or, or like he went, <laughs> like he went over there, like he, he took like a week long vacation over there, came back with a British accent. Because a prostitute hit him in the head with a hammer. <laughs> it was a big scandal. <laughs> that movie's called Hammer Time. The, the spit off. So, does he have like a stutter too, <laughs> like the King's Speech? Yeah. <laughs> and he swears a lot because he gets so bad that he keeps yeah, messing up. That's good. Fuck, fuck. They keep cutting to like CNN. He's all bleeped out. His speeches. They're like, why is this guy? Of course, Anderson Cooper and all like Wolf Blitzer and all those guys are like in it. Because they always, you know, like, does it matter if it's fucking like Land of the Lost? You're gonna have those actors, those guys, yeah, in give a fuck. to be new, do new mm-hmm. stuff. They need that paycheck. Uh, Larry King plays a zombie. He <laughs> plays uh, zombie Lincoln. You know? Zombie Lincoln? <laughs> you throw away zombie Lincoln? Fine, zombie Andrew Johnson. There you go. Now you're speaking my language. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get, you get all sorts of great scenes with zombie uh, presidents. Like, you could have zombie Nixon looting a store, being, oh, I'm not a crook. Be like, oh, it's like really literal. So it's not that <laughs> he's looting? He's a zombie? And he's like, oh, I'll grab this flat screen. <laughs> he's looting the hospital and taking out, like, <laughs> guts. Save this for a later. Hospital. <laughs> he's a fan favorite. Zombie Nixon. I don't know if that'd be funny though. Can you make a scene funny where a guy's <laughs> ripping out someone's guts? If he's sure. going, his jowls are just flying all over the place. It's so funny. He's doing that like Billy West, like Rump. And it's it's really funny because it's slow mo, <laughs> and it has that like song that's like We're all living in America. What's that band? Is that uh, the German band? Yeah. They do do host. Do Rams Ramstein. Do host beat. They have some some songs for some zombie scenes. It seems weird to do a movie about a president and have a German band, a German language band. I mean, they do that America song. Yeah. Probably like it's probably like ironic or something. Satirical. A lot of songs about America. It kicks ass. So yeah, it's like it's like uh, what like twenty eight days later meets Risen Evil meets White House Down. Uh, White House Down. Oh, and it's called President Evil. <laughs> it has dual meaning because the president's like a douche, but then all the other presidents are evil. And President's Evil is a bad name. So, 
Like, everyone hates Ronald Triumph, but it still kind of seems like he's the hero. Yeah. I mean, he becomes the hero. Like I said, it's got dual. Yeah, okay. I, I think I'd almost like it more if it was President's Evil. I don't like President's. It's... I just like... I like the simplicity of President Evil. It's like I, Frankenstein. Alright. It's your movie. Uh, if, if you're happy with that, we should move on to someone else. I guess I could go, unless someone else is really, really feeling it. Okay. Alright, I'll go. So, um, I'm going to go with Darren Enoch is a uh, just regular guy, like early 30s. Uh, he's got like a shitty office job just all the the usual stuff that you expect with a character like him uh, and after a a, uh, a hard day's work he, he goes to a, a, a party and he's like you know today sucked I'm gonna just get schwacked and so he like drinks a ton like more than he's ever drunk in his entire life at this party and he barely makes it home that night and he crawls into bed and falls asleep and he wakes up the next morning and it's 7.35 in the morning and he's like oh fuck I'm already late for work uh, I like the dialogue who, who <laughs> gives a shit I hate my job and so he, he goes back to sleep uh, and he sleeps f- for a long time. Like we, we see like a montage of him like rolling back and forth. Like he's been in bed for a long time. And he wakes up again, and it's still light outside. And he looks at his clock, and it's still seven thirty-five in the morning. And he's like, "Did I dream this?" <laughs> right. This dialogue is like really good. <laughs> <laughs> It's always good when you have characters talking to themselves out loud, too, because everybody does that. Well, it helps the audience. <laughs> well, buckle up, gentlemen. Because uh, Mr. Enoch he gets dressed, uh, you know, throws on his work clothes, goes down to his car, um, which is just outside, and uh, he puts his key in the ignition, and he turns it, and his car won't start. And he's like, "Well, this is weird. I'm, I'm normally you'd hear something. I'm turning the key in the ignition, and nothing's happening." And so he gets out, and it's at this point he notices that it's eerily quiet around. He doesn't hear anything. No birds chirping, uh, kids playing. Nothing. It's totally silent outside. And so he decides he'll start walking to work. And he starts seeing things that don't make sense. Cars just stopped in the middle of the road with drivers sitting still in them. People just standing stiff. Unmoving. And he goes up to one of them and he's waving in their face. Nothing. And it slowly dawns on him that time has frozen for him. And so what does he do? 
Well, the first thing he thinks to do is rob a bank. He's like, fuck yes. So he goes to a bank and he just loads pants down with dollar bills from the vault. Because he doesn't know what's going on, but he wants to he wants to turn a profit by this. He's gonna steal a big sack somewhere. He has to use his pants. <laughs> he looks he's like, Where are those money sacks? The ones with dollar bills on them, but he can't find one. I feel like they'd have one in a bag. Like stretchy pants. So he can't but he can't find them, so he just like fills, fills his pants and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go get some stretchy pants. Or he just puts like rubber bands at the bottom of them. <laughs> well, whatever he has to do. But he goes to uh, to Nordstrom's to get some stretchy pants. Uh, and everyone's still frozen there. And he's like, oh, well. Ooh, la, la. And so he decides to help himself to the ladies' dressing room. And he pops himself in and sees just some, you know, some regular women changing clothes. It's it's not very exciting. But, but for, for our hero, it's very exciting. And so he, he just... Uh, he, he enjoys himself for a while at the Nordstrom's. Okay. <laughs> um, and at this point, he's been frozen in time for a long time, and he's got his money. He got his rocks off, so he's like, well. <laughs> Maybe it's time to see how this thing plays out. So uh, so he, he heads on over to uh, to a department store, and... Uh, he, he looks for something he likes, and he eventually settles on this uh, this big screen TV. He's also on it. It's a huge one. It's like eighty inches. It's a gigantic TV, and he struggles to carry it out of the store. And he walks the miles back to his house and sets it up. And we cut to what must be days later, as we see his house is full of new loot that he can't use because electronics don't work when time is frozen but he's clearly been frozen for a long time and has no idea how to control this phenomenon and so he starts traveling the world trying to figure out why am I stuck in time what is happening am I the only one who can still move forward in time and we cut to 60 years later an elderly Darren is sitting I don't know what's it I guess the Oval Office or you know somewhere crazy that he could go now because there are no people for him to interact with and he's so old he's just lived his whole life frozen in time and he could never figure it out and he he's just super pissed but he's dying he's so old and sick and dying and he he's just like flips off the camera and dies and then he wakes up in his young body 7.35 in the morning all those years ago time is still frozen and this cycle repeats exactly 1,000 times until Darren is finally, for no reason, after a thousand lifespans, released from his curse. And now you have a young man with a mind that has lived in basic isolation for a thousand lifetimes, something like 10,000 years, free to roam the real world again. 
So it's like Groundhog's Day, but without the moral. <laughs> well, so... He doesn't learn anything. He, just he becomes a crazy monster, and now he's this monster unleashed on the world. And I assume he goes on some sort of rampage. We have to get through all of that before we get <laughs> yeah, to that what point. The, was that Act 1? A thousand years? <laughs> you made it sound like this the whole so, movie. <laughs> but it's not like... It's not like something you could show in a montage, really, because it's not like, oh, we've all dealt with this before. <laughs> like, um, For some reason, I kept thinking you were going to do something where he found out there was like, another person who was yeah. alive, but that person's like a serial killer. <laughs> There's only one person left to kill. That's kind of interesting. I don't think a serial killer would do that. Well, I'm like we can, we can we can totally have him at some point try to kill a bunch of people in one of his lives, but it just doesn't work very I mean, well because time is horror. frozen. I mean, you stab a knife into someone; it's just stuck in them. Then no, you don't get to enjoy the kill, but that's part of like how fucked up he is at at the end of this. Is he's so crazy that even something like stabbing someone is is thrilling to him again because at least his actions have consequences again. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was just trying to throw, feel like it needed some more of those elements to make it a horror movie instead of just like a sci-fi. I mean, if he's like ripping open bodies and stuff for some reason, I suppose that's makes, enough. Makes a castle of human bodies. Sure. If he goes through a phase he like that. He can totally go through a phase like phase. that. He gets so mad at them because they won't move <laughs> that he starts like sewing them together. Yeah. And then, like, when he's free, he thinks he can, like, it's still okay to do that. Goes back to his castle. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, when he's like, there's people are moving again, he thinks it's okay to, like, sew people's limbs onto other people's bodies. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That may be a little too much. No, it's not. There's no. Th- he, he has lived such a long time. In a world without consequences, that he can do whatever he wants, uh, and now suddenly uh, there are consequences again, and like he, he's not equipped to deal with it. And of course, no one else is equipped to deal with someone with you know ten thousand years of experience. He's like an expert on, on everything. everything. He's read all the books. Should he have like any people in his life? Like that we like he knew beforehand that like interacted with him so that have to interact with him now as a crazy person or are these all just strangers? No, I th- I think it's it's a good idea to have some other characters be like work friends or something. Work Since friends. We introduced or... him at work, I guess. Yeah. He should have been like incompetent at like a lot of things at work, but now it's like a genius, like a genius on everything, but a like a mad genius. Mm-hmm. Like he can make bombs. He knows how all technology works, even though he didn't get to like. He didn't get to use it, but he had to like read up on it and take machines apart. Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't give a fuck even about his own life. He knows all the ways to kill someone, all the forms of martial arts, how to use every weapon. He's like he's so mad at life and what it did to him that he feels like no one should have to go through the pain of being alive. So, so, is he just yeah. on, a, on a mission to kill everyone on Earth? <laughs> what if the hardest man to kill it. on the planet and the best killer on the planet decided to kill everyone on Earth? 
Now that's a tagline. <laughs> and the whole time he's like, would, "Ooh, would I he really this. be like fit to kill people?" Because I, well, I guess he would just wake up yeah, back in his normal body. Regular yeah. age guy out of the thirties. I don't know. I feel like he'd just go home and watch his like big flat screen TV. But he doesn't have any of that because he keeps waking up. Every time he dies, oh, he wakes yeah, up yeah. exactly where he left off. Okay. But he's how? Been, but how would he? Oh yeah, because okay, no, never mind, never mind. He's been so long about all the things that made him a normal person that the only things he's into are the is the crazy shit that he did while he was frozen in time. Like he's not interested in watching TV because he hasn't done that for a thousand mm-hmm. years. You know, he's only interested in like dissecting bodies and like making bombs, jerking off in people's basements. <laughs> oh yeah. He can jerk off in ways you can't even begin to imagine. I have a question that I don't think I want to be answered, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Does he wear clothes? Uh, I mean... Like clothes? I mean, he might at first to try to fit in again. Maybe a, maybe a poncho. Maybe like near the end of each lifespan, he's just like... His hair has grown so long, he's just like... Just like formed it into an outfit for himself. <laughs> he just wears like a big onesie made of his hair. It's almost like a Chewbacca. Yeah. Ew. I guess it'd make him scary. People would think he's a monster. Well, it, it wouldn't be like that once he comes back to his normal body. Or comes back so to I, I would be unfrozen. I'd be down with it if you wanted to unfreeze time later in the cycle when it finally happens. If you want him to be a hair monster. It'd be pretty ridiculous for him to like have one day of work, and then it was a thousand years for him, but for everyone else, it's just a day, and he comes back the next day with like a thousand years long beard. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking maybe there should be like an, maybe, maybe like an adaptation period, right, where he's like trying to live like a normal person again, but then he just can't because he's so far gone. But maybe, maybe skip all that and just go straight to like he's crazy and on the loose. He's a giant fur monster, and he wants to kill all people because he hates life. The idea of life. Yeah. That's so cool. And he goes to Arby's three times a day. <laughs> that he must really hate life. <laughs> it's part of the psychosis. So, I, I guess the other question is, do you want this to be a like just a rampage movie from that point on? Or should he also be somewhat interested in determining why this happened to him? It should switch from like an outside perspective, like how other people see him. He's just a horrifying monster running around. Yeah, scary. like should there be some cop or something that's trying to stop him? It should be all the cops in all the world. Sure, but I feel like there's got to be someone who's got some sort of special interest in this the guy. He's tragic because he shot a kid once. <laughs> shot a bunch of kids. He <laughs> accidentally no, shot no. a bunch of kids. <laughs> I don't think that's going to fly in today's culture. Yeah. The rest of this movie is not going to fly. <laughs> he was driving the police tank and he blew up a school bus. <laughs> Police tank? It's like have those? Well, it, yeah, it's Ferguson. like remember in Dirty Harry how there's like the bus full of children, 
Well, like a, a similar situation happened, and they're like, "Well, let's get the tank to go rescue him," and he accidentally fired. <laughs> accidentally fired a missile at a school bus. He killed the killer, the the kidnapper. <laughs> <laughs> He blows up the school bus and goes, I got him! Yeah! <laughs> what if it's like, it flashes back, and he's like using the scope of the tank, and it's like one of those movies where it's like, I can't get a clear shot, and he's trying to get a shot of the killer, the and then he gets a shot, but it still blows up everything else. <laughs> so like, you thought like a direct hit. He's sitting in a like... tank, aiming at a stationary target, and he's like, I can't get a shot! He's trying to get shot just of the killer. <laughs> and he actually blows the bus because he's going to blow it up no matter what. Okay, I love it. So, the the movie switches between his POV try, where, you know, our... Uh, what was his name? Darren? Uh, yeah. Is just, in, like, totally insane and the killer and it doesn't make any sense. And then we also see some from Darren's point of view where, like, he's, a, he's trying to... <laughs> simultaneously end all life and also unravel the mystery of why this shit happened to him. Yeah. Cool. Who do you see as Darren? Like, any kind of type in mind? Franco? It's so funny you say that because the whole time you're saying it I imagine serious Seth Rogen. <laughs> okay, I go, yeah, because he gets all hairy. I'm sure Seth Rogen's into that. Not a single joke in the whole movie. No, I feel like Seth Rogen is what he looks like after everything. <laughs> like that's that's the end result. You're telling me it's not Seth Rogen. He transforms really... into Seth Rogen. How will they? So so like in, in the beginning, it's like uh, it's like Captain America technology where they like CG Seth Rogen's face onto some like little dweeb body. Either that or like a handsome guy body. Aw, handsome guy. I like it better as a dweeb, I guess. Because he comes to be like a beast man. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. He's rippling with animal fat. That fat is like for survival. It's like really useful fat. Yeah. Like he can use it to his advantage. He's like really fast. Uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Every every single aspect of his body is perfectly honed for a specific purpose. Like, it doesn't look like it, but it is. This could be a different movie, like, a, about, like, a super soldier. Like, did like you guys just... know that traditionally gladiators were actually fat? So they could get stabbed and be like, I don't care. Yeah, so you could stab them and a bunch of blood could come down, but they wouldn't, like, die. So he is a gladiator mod. Fat conquers muscle every time. <laughs> yeah, so really, you know, someone like Philip Zimmer Hoffman should have been gladiator. gladiator. So, so, so basically... After he gets unfrozen, the movie just takes like a Rambo turn. <laughs> Pretty much. Like a guy broken by something he's experienced, like post traumatic stress. Broken. Just like in the woods, like naked and covered in mud. <laughs> the perfect warrior. What about the cop? I imagine he's probably a little older if he's like gone through some shit but still has his job. I feel like it takes some time to like get back into regular police work after blowing up like a, like a bus yeah. of children so you'd probably need to be there for a while <laughs> to be like okay we trust you again so do you please official statement was oops <laughs> I was thinking like Idris Elba 
<laughs> yeah, it's like very him. intense. I'm sure he would he'd make it very. Yeah, he cries yeah. a lot, but like manly crying, not like what a baby. Like oh my god, I feel his pain. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. <laughs> laughing at Idris Elba crying. Is he doing British accent or American? He's doing accent? Prometheus accent. That was American, right? Wasn't that, was that like kind of? But it was like had like a southern <laughs> yeah. tinge. It was like Texas. Okay, I like that. That's a good accent. <laughs> so how how does does how does he stop him or does he stop him or? What's the final showdown between Idris Elba and Seth? Rogen? I think it should be just like, like Idris Elba wins, but like Seth Rogen just like rips his body apart. His own body. His or... own body and Idris Elba's body. Ooh, here's a, here's something like like that. What if like Idris Elba like wakes up and he's got the oh, same problem? Oh no! I like it. I love it. Or, or like he's reliving the bus day or something. Something bad happens. Yeah, now he, then, you know, he's that's, destined to become the monster. Somehow he becomes the monster. Maybe this is something that's yeah. been happening for like all of time. Just like one person gets this thing. At the end of it, they're a monster. And then they kill someone and then it happens to them. I like it. Sequel potential secured. I guess. That's just like Endless so depressing potential. though. This guy's trying to get over killing a bus full of children he's trying to do something good that he gets yeah fucked. okay so let's let's like frame it in a way where like he kind of knows that'll happen and he's like it's gotta be me I've gotta do it I thought he was I thought he had Texas oh, exit I've got it's gotta be me <laughs> don't know <laughs> it's gotta be me it's George W. Bush <laughs> but like he, he knows what's gonna happen and he's he accepts it and there's like kind of a little glimmer of hope that like Maybe because he knows everything that's going to happen, he'll be able to to come out of this. Okay, he can just kill himself a thousand times in a row, really fast. <laughs> yes, get, really get fast. out of the way. Yeah. Maybe he, like, yeah, he like feels like he has to take this on for all the things he's done for all the children. <laughs> I'm going to live a thousand lifetimes for taking a thousand lives. I'm going to save a thousand. No, no, you can't. See I don't think anymore. I don't think you can fit a thousand kids on a school bus. <laughs> also, there's a scene at the beginning of the third act where Seth Rogen finds a violin and plays it, and it's so beautiful, and he cries so much because he had the time to learn how to play every instrument, but he could never like appreciate the sound because time was frozen. But like, like he hears it, he hears the music, he's like. It's like bringing tears to his eyes, but then he like comes comes around the corner and like sees him. And he's like like naked with body parts everywhere. <laughs> it's like really it's disgusting. so disgusting. <laughs> like throws up. I do so want like a nice unbroken scene of him playing though, and it's like super good and like everyone's like yeah. into it. He's playing like smooth criminal. That's <laughs> beautiful just, song. Okay, I know that sounds dumb, but just imagine it in your head how cool that would be. <laughs> That was so good. You dropped the charges. <laughs> no, 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 no. Further charge. That but happen. but the people dream. in the audience are kind of like, I forgive him because he's good at violin. So beautiful. It's it's so sour. Well, it's so sorrowful, Colin. And you know, he just wants to wipe out life because he knows life is meaningless. 
He has like one moment that's good. Maybe like he he plays it until it breaks a string and then he he kind of yeah. breaks him back yeah. out. Yeah. Like, he just climbs the wall with his hand. Everything is garbage. He freaks out. Oh yeah. I don't think he can talk at this point. He's just too far gone. <laughs> he just screams. No actual words. Wouldn't he know every language? Yeah, he does. But he I chooses to speak them all at the same time. But why would he? Because he doesn't like know how these languages sound. Because <gasps> he can't like. You're right. Them. He can only read every language. <laughs> yeah, he can, he knows every written language. Because he hasn't spoken for so long that he kind of forgets. He forgot how to speak. <laughs> Maybe at the end though, like I just Elba, like before like Seth Rogen however he killed himself it sounded kind of complicated <laughs> ripped himself apart he like says something that's painful. yeah or like a, yeah like because he never had like real friends friend with like, a question mark they dead he made a friend before he died that's the title of the movie friends. he made a friend before he died no. you sure about that <laughs> Kind of like that. I know who killed me. Like title. I made a friend before I died. You should take it. Like, what's that? What's that? Uh, I think there's that Kiss song. It's like a hundred thousand year old man or something. A thousand year old man. You should take in time. Uh, time to think. Time. It's gotta actually sound like a horror movie or something you want to see. Time you know, of our time lives. Think. Hundred century man. Or I guess it's a. Thousand century man. Oh, thousand ways to die. Yeah, too bad that's not. I feel like there is actually. There's that show. Yeah, yeah. but there's also like a movie that has uh, a similar name to that. Well, there's a million ways to I think die. It's called a million ways. That too. Basically the same movie. A thousand deaths to live. Destiny, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's fine. I kind of like that. So, <laughs> dream Girls font. So stupid Destiny, man, yes. In dream Girls font. It's like all sparkly. <laughs> it's like him in silhouette with a huge beard, but he's got like a violin. But you see some dead bodies in the It's a poster. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just put dead bodies on a poster? Well, they're like covered in shadow. You can't yeah, really tell. A lot of shadows in this. But that's how you know it's scary. Oh, yeah. Also, there's like a weird jump scare at one point where the camera just pans on a frozen dog, and you're like, "What?" Moving cool. on. <laughs> uh, I can go. I guess. Do it. Uh, yeah. Well. So I, I thought of an idea this morning, and then I forgot we were doing this, so I didn't develop that idea any further. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm hoping That's you guys okay. can help Mine's me out with this one. <laughs> My pitch is probably like 30 seconds. Um, so basically there's this guy who's just really into pizza. Just like, just all about like crafting the perfect pizza. Just totally about it played by Paul Giamatti I think hey uh, Giamatti and, uh, you realize he was in your last pitch dude, was right? he yeah, I just he realized the D uh, <laughs> no it's good I like that you always use Paul Giamatti he's just my go he's my go to average guy and uh but uh 
I'm not sure exactly how. I I, he, I think he goes to this uh this some sort of like pizza convention or event and suffers this like great embarrassment from all his like peers and friends and from that point on decides that he's gonna turn everyone turn all his like friends and family into pizzas and uh he like goes on this murderous rampage basically uh like killing all these people who embarrassed him or laughed at his embarrassment and like, but before 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 they die, he like forces them to like choose a topping that's gonna go with them <laughs> when, when he when he kills them and turns Just them into a pizza. A Wait, yeah, so he's choosing yeah. a topping to to turn them into to, to, to like put on them when they're a pizza. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm having trouble visualizing. How do you turn a person into a pizza? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, you just like. Their skin is the cheese. Oh, like grind them up, the tomato grind them up into the stuff. I like a literal human pizza, like blood with skin on top, and pepperoni, <laughs> and pepperoni. Yeah, I don't know what would be the dough. I, I think skin would make better dough. I don't know. Okay, skin dough. Okay, skin dough, skin dough with blood and cheese. You so got should cheese. we go the route yeah. where like he opens up a pizza place selling pizza made of people? Well, this isn't Sweeney Todd. Okay, then so he just eats it for himself. <laughs> well, how about here's one idea. How about he, he has a pizza place. It's doing really bad. He goes to this convention. You know, he's already like a bad pizza owner, and like it embarrasses himself. We'll figure out how that happens. Comes back, starts killing people, and his pizza's like a success. Now that he's using humans in it. Yeah, America. Okay, maybe. Mm. That's kind of an interesting angle. Maybe he is just like turning them into toppings, and then like, like these these, new these to- like he has like all these toppings as be like all these different like r- like rare meats and stuff, but they're all just like different kinds of people. I like that. Like you gotta come try these new. I don't know what he's putting in them. It's Italian sausage. This one's veal. No, there's one that's... like the best one is like testicle. <laughs> testicle. <laughs> What's it, is that what it's called? Or is that <laughs> called testicle pizza? They're called like taste balls or something. Taste balls. Tasty balls. Yeah, because they're like big giant meatballs. But try some of the tasty balls. Like they just pop balls. in yeah. your mouth. Oh man! Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're so good. We're gonna get those tasty balls. That's like the number one selling item. Okay, so what could he have done that, like, what, what embarrassed him at this pizza? So it was a, it was a pizza convention. He's a crabby pizza owner. Yeah, maybe, maybe he, like, has his own, like, it's a convention. He has, like, his own, uh, like, booth or whatever with his own, like, pizzas. Maybe, like, his, you know, like, pizza colleagues, like, sabotage his pizza or something. Or he embarrassed him. So, like, just, yeah, they have, like, a actually. rating scale for all pizzas, and his is, like, yeah. a one. It's a yeah, total it's like joke. A, it's like a pizza cook-off thing. Or they all pee in his pizza, so for the big Ooh, pizza taste. pizza. <laughs> yeah, they make it pizza. <laughs> and the judge eats it. It's like, gross. You're never allowed to come to another pizza think, like, party convention. <laughs> <laughs> pizza party. <laughs> you know, he's having a hard time he's talking. Like, he just ate pizza. <laughs> So one by one, he uh, hunts down all of his uh, 
pizza competitors, I guess. And uh, I guess they have to all be from about the same place too, so he doesn't have to go like. It'd be pretty like weird if like all these like pizza owners were just like being like well, going like missing. Local, maybe it's like a local convention, and they're just like local vendors. Yeah. Yes. So he can just kill those. I mean, he's still like serving. He kills like one of them, but then he like he like tastes it. He's like, hey, and then he gets the idea to put it in pizza, and he kills them all. But then like he needs to keep doing it. Or like, or, like, like he he kills someone, and then like he doesn't know what to do with the like he just like out of pure anger kills one person, and then like he doesn't know what to do with the body, and like he ends up like storing some of it in like his like freezer with his ingredients. But then like he forgets about it. And, like, later on, he's, like, looking for some, like, meat or something, like, for some toppings on his pizza, and he just, like, <laughs> forgets that that's a person he killed, and, like, grinds it up or whatever, and he's like, this is great, and then he remembers what it is, and, like, I should make more of this, and, and uh... to keep momentum, too, I mean, you can do a couple things to keep momentum, like, one thing is you could always be, like, there's always one main pizza guy that he still hasn't killed that he's always after, but you could also do, like... Maybe there's someone who eats there, like a food critic, mm-hmm. who's no, like, there's like, something... Yeah, really, yeah. I was just going off what you said, like, tasting the things. It's like, this isn't real. <laughs> what is this? So you have to have, like, someone, like, who could be, like, smart, like, a critic who's, like, I don't trust it. Should it be someone older? Yeah, I think a sure. little older. You can get lots of different angles. Like, you Should it be like, kind of tubby? Tubby. <laughs> like, Pat <Patton> Oswalt. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. little good. ratatouille flip flop. Yeah. First, I was thinking classy. this is good pizza. First, I was thinking classy, like Jeff Goldblum. That's something. not bad. Yeah, with a nice little scarf <laughs> on. Yeah, he's got. A sc- <laughs> and he always like goes home to like his wife. He can't stop being there, but he's like something's wrong. I'm sorry. First, I keep I'm, I keep getting this image in my head of someone being served a pizza with glasses <laughs> on it. I feel like, but like they still don't like figure it out. Like, hmm, maybe that happens at the end when he gets made to do a oh, pizza. I'm like, maybe there's this other like super slob guy, maybe Pat Oswalt, that comes in all the time and he eats a lot of it, but he's totally oblivious to it being a person. Maybe, this maybe he's great. the guy who at the end figures out that oh. Oh. He turned Jeff Goldblum into a but, pizza. Yeah, but but he still he like doesn't even care. He's still like, eating it it's so good. <laughs> he eats his like his brother, whatever. It's his brother. <laughs> he eats him, but he's like, I guess it's hard to leave. Like he confronts like Paul Giamatti about it, and then like he admits to like everything he's done, but then he but then like let's. Like him taste his like latest pizza and it just it's so good he's just okay with it. So. Okay, so that'll be I think it sounds like that'll be the driving plot. Like he'll kill all the guys at the pizza convention, and it'll mainly be like Jeff Goldblum and to a lesser extent his brother Pat Oswalt, <laughs> kind of looking into this and trying to like find information about him. Yeah, it could just be like one or two guys who killed. Maybe they, like meet the widows of like of one of the pizza guys. She's like, you should have seen it. Should have seen what? <laughs> the pizza. Wait, does she know? I don't know. <laughs> it just, I'm just trying to think of what they do. Like, obviously a big part of the movie is just watching Paul Giamatti kill people and hunt them down and make them into pizza. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a lot of people, though. It could just be, like, you know, just a few. He, like, he only does it when he runs out of ingredients. 
Like the first one was out of passion, but then the rest are just like out of necessity to like keep his business going and like keep these great pizzas coming out. Oh, these yeah. tasty pies coming out. He becomes out one a success. Time. He becomes pizza man of the year. Yeah. What's his pizza place called? Town. Oh yeah. He like changes his name. It's just, <laughs> it, should, it should be like it has like a name, but then he changes it. Like, yeah. It has yeah. like a lame. Well, maybe we should it'd be easier if we thought of the better name first. What's what's like a place that sounds really like iffy? Like they probably serve humans. <laughs> Pizza with friends. <laughs> I don't know. Um, good guys, pizza. <laughs> peace, uh, like a peace person. Um, pee. Like peace of mind or something like that. Peace of mind. <laughs> it's kind of a weird name for a restaurant. <laughs> Is it piece of or pizza mind? Uh, you know, either. Uh, I guess pizza, because that would make more sense. Um, I don't know. That's tough. It seems like there's something. There could be something there. But you have to, some some good something. puns in there. Don of the bread. Um, something with dough. Some toppings. Slice of life. Slice of life. I like slice Dexter's of life. boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before that, it was called like something really lame. His name. Chunkets Pizza. Chunkets. Because <laughs> that's his name. Yeah. His name is. What's his, is that his first name or his last his name, name? His last name. His name is like Arthur Chunkit. <laughs> Chunkits. <laughs> Yeah, and the movie's called, like, like, Pick Your Topping or something like that. I don't know. Um, Slice of Life is a good name for the movie, too. Yeah. It sounds a little Could be the name of the movie and the, and, the, and the name of the restaurant. Pizza. Oh, God. You'd think there'd be more things that pizza are relating to death and murder. <laughs> Slice of life isn't bad though. Mm. Slice of life. Pizza. I'm trying to think of real Papa. I'm trying to think of real pizza burger. Papa Chunkets. <laughs> okay, so we've established what it was called before. Yes. Something like Chunkit. <laughs> His name is Arthur Chunkit. Chunkit Express. Sounds like a good serial killer name. Arthur Chunkit? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Had like his chunket special that everyone hated, but at the end, like before he kills like Jeff Goldblum or somebody, it's like, no, I love the chunket. <laughs> I don't know. I think it should end no with like, um, yeah, Pat Oswalt. Like you don't know what happened to Jeff Goldblum, and then like Pat Oswalt's eating the pizza, and then realizes maybe like chunket disappears, and everyone thinks he's gone when he gets that pizza like delivered to his house. But then, like, there's glass. <laughs> Pretty silly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Should we call it Slice of Life or The Slice? Uh. Uh. John Carpenter's Slice of Life. Maybe just Slices. Slices? <laughs> or you call it Tasty Balls. <laughs> Tasty balls. Doesn't really. T- 
tell you what the movie's about, I guess. Just sounds like a porno. <laughs> <laughs> Come get some of my tasty balls. Um, so. Nice slice. Nice slice? Yeah. Zaw. Zaw real monsters. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I think I just want to call it slices. Okay, so slices. It's, it's yeah, easily confused with slicers. I don't know what that is, so I don't yeah, care. Is sliders is the thing. I don't know what slices is. <laughs> I don't think it's anything. Hey, slicers! <laughs> Wait, the slicers. Is the movie called Slicers now? <laughs> it's like a different movie. You know good slices? Get it. He does here. slice people up. It's like a, it's like a derogatory term for a pizza man. Slicer. Did you call me a slicer? I make art. All you do is slice dough. I slice your face. I like oh. how crazy he sounds. Oh yeah, Arthur Trunk. It's a wild man. I like slicers. Slicers. Do you not like slicers? Uh. I like it as it being like if it was like a term to like. It's a good term. Get damn slices. Okay, sounds good to me. Yeah, something along the lines. I like the testicle pizza. How many people do you have to kill to make one testicle pizza? (laughs) Like, that's a good question. Are we making an entire pie that's all testicles? Yeah, Yeah. it'll be like twelve people. You get two from each person. Maybe they're like there's something on the side, you know. That one's really expensive. Like fried, fried the fried. T- that's the, those are the tasty balls. Like yeah, on the maybe. side, fried. <laughs> it's not, it's not an important <laughs> detail. Sounds like a hell of a pie. <laughs> yep. So there you have it. Um. Okay, so mine begins with this family, and they're grieving the death of. Uh, a grandmother I guess the mom's mother and they go to this funeral and because the grandmother had the mom's brother living with them uh, he has to move in with the family and he's like you know he's like 40 and still living with his mom he's like an adult goth he like hates everybody (laughs) thinks the world is bullshit still like he's still clinging on to that teenage outlook and he lives with the mom in like the big city and he has to move out to this small town with the family he totally hates it and everything thinks everyone's stupid and one day they end up going to this pumpkin patch which of course the 40 year old goth is not about it's totally lame and like the little kid of the family he's all about pumpkins and everything and he has such a great time carving this pumpkin he's all about it and uh one night the uh kid disappears and like everybody's traumatized by it and like slowly other people in the town are starting to disappear while this pumpkin gets bigger and bigger and we eventually learn that this goth guy he's actually like a sorcerer I guess some sort of male witch (laughs) 
and yeah, so he's, he's he's cast a spell on this pumpkin to start like eating all the people in the town because he just hates them and thinks they're stupid. I'm not really sure. That's why he's a goth because he's in a black. Yeah, arts. he's like into the occult and shit. And every, you know, at the beginning, everyone's just like, "Oh, he's just into weird stuff. He's just a weird guy." I don't know if this is something that's like been running through the family. Like maybe the mom has some witch part of her, and he's like, she's like, trying to <laughs> have the forty-year-old goth guy keep it on the down low. I'm not sure. What's the what's the family like? How many people in the family? Um, and like, what kind of family? Like, it's just like typical. I feel like yeah, or at least on suburban. the surface, it would seem that they're just this typical American family. Like the dads run living soon. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pretty, pretty typical. typical. <laughs> Ron Livingston, uh, and I guess just like a like a boy and a girl. I don't know if the girl gets eaten either. Maybe not. I feel like maybe she's the like the smarter teenage girl who's like kind of onto this guy. I mean, she's allergic to pumpkins. I don't know. What yeah, that I don't is. know. Wait, so what's the, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the deal with the pumpkin? It's like alive, it can eat people. It's like, it's like it's eating. So it's eating people. Like, does yeah. Move I feel like it's. <laughs> Like it moves around, but it's maybe it's only at night or it's in secret. Like at first, the the goth guy is eating people in secret. Oh god! In the end, like it's like someone else's pumpkin, and like in the end, like there's some like farmer like is getting ready to like carve it for some like giant pumpkin carving competition, and like opens it up. There's all these people inside. Yeah. It's like dead like body parts. I think it's like pretty funny to have like a pump, a giant like someone's walking down like a like street and there's a huge, just fucking huge pumpkin and it's like hiding behind bushes. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it definitely it. escalates. It gets more and more ridiculous, <laughs> like how big this pumpkin is. You do the whole double take thing where like someone turns around, there's like a giant pumpkin in the street, and then they like turn away and like look back and it's gone. <laughs> Or like a bus drives by, and then like when it's passing, it's like gone in the other way. Yeah, I don't know if this pumpkin can sort of like, I don't know. <laughs> Change yeah. its properties. Like shrink down to a normal pumpkin. It can only move and Or no maybe the looking. guy can just like teleport the pumpkin from different places in the town. I don't know. Or no, like it just hides, but people, it's like, how can they ever notice it? Like it'll just sit on the porch like, oh, that's just someone's like decoration for Halloween. It'll just, like, like, disappear when, like, when, like, at any given point when no one's looking, it'll just disappear. (laughs) It's really elusive. You just blink and it's gone. And it's fine when it goes out on Halloween because everyone just thinks it's a guy in an eight-foot costume. (laughs) Eight-foot tall, realistic pumpkin. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you can get that. It's my Halloween costume. Eating people. Who's the goth guy, I wonder? He's, like, like 40. Uh, like, what came to my mind was Ethan Seppley, just because in like butterfly effect, yeah. he's like really he's like kinda, overweight and dressed in uh, dressed in. Uh, He'd be like his weird I was friend. Thinking, I was thinking like Jeremy Renner, like a crazy. <laughs> That's pretty good. Like the painted black fingernails. He's got a bunch of rings. 
Just a black trench coat. When you say a, a crow yeah. wig, do you mean like what Johnny Depp had in Lone Ranger? <laughs> no, I mean like the crow, like Brandon Lee. Like... He's, he's, he's really into the crow, even though it's really only relevant to his generation. Yeah, he's like, you kids wouldn't understand. He listens to the soundtrack all the time. Like, he really likes, like, mm-hmm. he hangs, like, hangs out in the graveyard. Oh, yeah. Listening. With Ethan, Ethan <laughs> Suffley. Yeah. It's like, well, it's funny. Like, he should, like, meet up with Ethan Suffley again, but he's, like, not, like, goth anymore. But he, like, he, like, gets him to dress up again. Like, he gets yeah. him, like, back into it. And drink, like, wine coolers. Ethan Suffley's moved on to his new life as a uh, insurance representative. Yeah, I guess. That works. I was gonna say he he they, owns a car dealership. Yeah. <laughs> Just something bold. There you go. They should make make like a demon car, like a sweet like <laughs> car. Yeah, monster hot rod. They paint like they paint it all black, including over like the windshield, so you can't see it. You... <laughs> <laughs> they call it the coffin. Oh yeah, they call it the coffin because you pretty much gonna die driving it. <laughs> <laughs> There's gotta be like a scene where like he scares someone by taking him for the drive in the comments like stop driving so fast you can't see the road. He's I can <laughs> feel the road. I can feel death it's cold shit. Like drive off the cliff. <laughs> and he's playing Dragula, it's like blasting it ditches and roads. Rob Zombie cameo, but he's playing just like a normal dude. <laughs> like you don't even recognize him. Yeah. He's like fully shaved. <laughs> he's, he's got fully shaved hair. hair. You gotta watch out yeah. for that cameo. He's playing like a middle school mm-hmm. principal. He doesn't do anything interesting. He's just there. <sighs> yeah, have a sweet like industrial. <laughs> I feel like that's really should he, underrated. Should he even gone. like be in a band? <laughs> or maybe he has like his own yeah, music like, project, like he just works on it on his room. It's really like it's just like total industrial so, though, like yeah. screaming. So they it. just yeah, hear him really screaming bad. in his room, just recording his music. It's that weird like late nineties music like Rob Zombie where it's like this is like hella dark, but for some reason it's got like a techno sense yeah. in it. This is not a test. I listen to that. <laughs> Sounds like robots having sex in a graveyard. In you can die and be like buried that. in hell. <laughs> double dead. <laughs> he has this theory on double dead. No, no, his theory is that like he he already died in hell, and this is where you go after oh, yeah. life. It's like this is this is the next level. Because like, you, do you know you can die in hell? It's like, well, where do you go? You go here. It's like, how, how many circles of hell are there? Like nine or something? I just feel like it's a really, like, lame, like, whiny thing to say that, like, th- what we're living in now is actually worse than hell. Yeah, and people are always like, like, if you hate life so much, why don't you kill yourself? Like, I already did. Twice. This is why I am. <laughs> this, this is why I'm here messing around with you clowns. <laughs> it's really lame. Of course. <laughs> Does he have, like, a lame goth name, too? Like, Cypher. Yeah. I don't even want to imagine this. Though. It's like S Y F F E backwards. But his sister two. always just calls him Craig, and he hates it so much. 
<laughs> I feel like you get a lot of good scenes just with the pissed off goth guy. The pumpkin's just kind of the icing on the cake. <laughs> more out of hot pockets. Although, uh, you mentioned a farmer earlier. I kind of like it if like that's the guy who takes him down. Because he's like disrespecting pumpkins or something. We're messing with my pumpkins. Pumpkin Rollins up serious. Like maybe he, maybe he does take control of the farmer's pumpkin patch at a certain point. Like he's got an army of pumpkins terrorizing the town. That's pretty good. Who plays that guy? Like uh, like Pierce Brosnan <laughs> attempting to do an American accent. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you see Pierce Brosnan, though, you know like shit's gonna get real. He's probably a little too handsome. Yeah. He's too handsome to play a farmer. He's countryish, <laughs> rugged man who lives on the on the land. About Kyle Chandler. Oh. God, this has Kyle Chandler and <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! They're like best friends. I don't know why. I yeah, I just, I guess they, I just, in my mind, they just have the same haircut. Yeah. That's really all it is. Well, one of them wore a hat. They like hang out. They go drinking together. They're just like, I don't get this goth guy. He's weird. I don't like him. Yeah, well. Like I like that Ron Livingston has like some weird rootsy farmer friend. You know, there's no reason they have to be just, like, white, like, like super white-collar suburban. It could be, like, kind of a more rural town. Yeah. I feel like that would probably lend itself better to having pumpkin patches mm-hmm. and, like, like, I mean, who, everyone, this guy would totally hate being from, like, a lame hit. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the lamer, the better. Yeah. Gives them more lame reason to call town. it hell on earth. It's, the town is literally called Farmville. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they named the game after it <laughs> no, I don't know that's like never like ex- addressed like it could be called Farmville never mind like someone calls it Farmville but you're not like 100% sure if they're just doing that as a joke or if that's actually the name of the town the... yeah so no one actually knows the name of the town they live in no like the no one in the audience actually knows no. like they they know but it's not you know it's like when they call it the forest moon of endor and you're ne- like the, for the rest of time you're like so is it endor the planet or is or is it a moon called endor or like well then i feel like there's got to be some sort of reveal to what the town is called actually at the end to like make does there have to be i don't know why else would no one know how to <laughs> just no, no one in the audience uh, knows. Yeah, you're you're keeping something from the audience. It seems. Yeah, like. maybe the maybe the town's called Hell or Malice. Yeah, that's pretty. That doesn't really sound like Farmville. <laughs> we don't have to keep the Farmville thing. Okay, I know we had like a scene where it'd be cool if they cut open and saw the people, but I kind of also like the idea of like. I, the farmer finishing him off by like dropping a candle inside of him. Open up. Trick or treat. Here's my. But trick. it's like a. It's gotta like explode or something. Well, he pours yeah. gasoline in there too. Maybe like he gave Ron Livingston like a super soaker filled with gasoline. He's just been shooting it in his mouth, so that they can drop that. Yeah, tag team. <laughs> 
It doesn't have to be like a, maybe not like a candle, but just like, yeah, they like put some explosive in him, and when he like blows up, like it goes in like slow motion, and his like eyes and mouth light up like a jack. What if it's just like one of those old timey lanterns? Those are pretty farm like. They have them around. Like you make him swallow a lantern. Well, those have like kerosene in them too. Yeah, so if he drops it, add to the the explosion. What if instead of exploding, he like rots away the way pumpkins do? <laughs> oh, like just collapses yeah. in on himself. <laughs> oh, how about you could you could do the, the thing where it blows up and like, ooh, that's okay, and like the pumpkin like gets back up like it's in the background, and it's like stumbling <laughs> towards them. But then like the sun rises and it starts to rot, like Indiana Jones style. And a bunch of teenagers just kick it in. <laughs> <laughs> This pumpkin's fucking dumb. So what happens to uh, Cypher? That's a good question. He he goes to heaven. I feel like he he should... (laughs) This is so lame. (laughs) Maybe like a beam of light shoots through the clouds (laughs) and he starts like getting lifted upwards. Like... Why would he go to heaven? Like, like, the <laughs> thing happens. That's like so great that he's like the only person just maybe, like gets maybe sucked there's up. There's a scene where like the pumpkin. This is near the end. The pumpkin's going to kill um, Ron Livingston. Like he throws a pitchfork through the air, and Cipher jumps in front of the pitchfork. Still, I don't think like a single sacrifice is enough to like suck him up to heaven. Nope, that's the rule. One good thing. <laughs> One good thing. It's like he feels bad because like the pumpkin's like he, like practically killing Ron Livingston. He's like. I, I think I think he should like since he's been like a total shit this whole movie he should like go to the like like third hell or whatever whatever's next. Well, is the third hell heaven? <gasps> no, because he's going down. I feel like the third hell would be that world that was established in Shaw's movie, <laughs> <laughs> where one person has to live a thousand lifetimes in frozen time. I mean, but what would the hell be for this guy? Wouldn't it be? Yeah. <laughs> you get there and be like, ugh. Maybe heaven for so most people. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why it's punishment, because they know like he wouldn't like yeah. it. Morgan Freeman. Oh, everyone's wearing white. <sighs> yoga lattes. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> drinking l- yoga lattes. Yoga lattes. Yoga lattes. I didn't even know <laughs> the latest season flavor. Lattes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Heaven is hell for him. Uh, He's got a lot going yeah. on in it. I think most of these movies had a lot going on. A lot of, a lot of plot. A lot of plot threads. Should we call it? Chairman of the Gourd. It's, it's a gl- that sounds like a later installment of like a fantasy book series. It's a gourd? Or is, is that a part of a pumpkin? It, like, it's what? Yeah, it's a gourd. It's like a kind of. Yeah. Gross. Um, pump king. Pump king. <laughs> king. The pump king. It's not bad. Punk king. No. Uh, I don't know. Pump king. Like punk? No, he's not punk. He's goth. Something about the harvest. Blood harvest. Blood harvest. 
good. Jacko splatter um, though. <laughs> Why'd want that to happen to me? The Carver. The Carver. I like the Carver. Was the other movie called Slicers? Slicers. <laughs> the Carver and Slicers. <laughs> He's like the king of pumpkins. Yeah. He's the pumpkin. Yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe he has a little pumpkin crown at some point. I'm the pumpkin. Do my bidding. Halloween's like the one thing he likes about. He goes, every year he always goes as the pumpkin. And you're like, what the fuck is the pumpkin? It's kind of like that Charlie Brown Halloween special. The great pumpkin. You know, I've actually never seen that. Why is he a ghost with so many holes? What? I, I don't know. I'm related to <laughs> is that? I don't even remember that part. But the whole, the whole thing is they're like waiting for the great pumpkin to come. I know that part. I was just wondering if you know an explanation for why he's writing he's, with a he's bunch of uh, the ghost of Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that answer. Into my heart. Pumpkin. Okay. Does Halloween do the some of the soundtrack? Yeah, they, they got a song on well, there. Some, I want to see some some classic industrial cuts. Lots of Nine Inch Nails. Maybe some Ramstein oh, yeah. also. <laughs> Power Man 5000 or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. What was their song? This is like we're that's good for the trailer. <laughs> Jeremy Renner is pumpkin. I forgot it was at this point I had already like forgotten in my mind is yeah. Jeremy Renner. Um, so speaking of memory, can anyone remember the titles of all four movies? The Pumpkin, okay. Slicers. Destiny. And President yeah. Evil. I'd go with Pumpkin. I think I'm gonna go Pumpkin too because it's like the only one that I could actually imagine, like almost <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm also Pumpkin. Even though I hate it because it just supports I... Colin's theory that the later you go on the <laughs> podcast, the higher your chance of winning. I just liked the character. He's, he's like uh, the great. I feel like it was lame and like it was like sillier than the other ones. The other ones are kind of serious. Though I kind of silly, but in more like a more like slightly more down to earth yeah. way. He's not not like in a zombie. Well, I guess like living pumpkins pretty messed up. But... I mean, technically, my pizza one could really happen. <laughs> yes, that was that was too real. Oh uh, well, for technically, me. <laughs> like <laughs> Destiny Man could have happened over and over and over already. It's... We don't even know. It's, ha- it's happening yeah, right now. Yours is less likely than all the zombie presidents coming back. <laughs> That's debatable. 
The only thing that's not debatable is that you can find us on the internet at mildlypleased.com and on iTunes if you search for Mildly Pleased. It's all our podcasts, not just Pitching Tents. We got Top Ten Thursdays up there. We got Stream Police. We got Summer Kinda Movie. We got it a good a movie, a bad a movie. Um, sometimes. We kind of talked about doing another one of those. A what? A good movie, bad yeah, movie. <laughs> just like there's so many podcasts that review bad movies or something. It's it's not about reviewing a bad movie. It's comparing a bad movie to a good movie. It's a little, uh, yeah, a little salt on that recipe. A tweak to it. And <laughs> you can stop up the butter if you go to those places. Uh, otherwise, just stay tuned to this internet, and we'll speak to you next time.